Hello and you are welcome to the RF podcast. It is the 29th of August. It's just gone 10 just gone past 10 o'clock here in the top floor of RF Towers. We had a small hiatus last week due to a cyber attack here on, on the top floor. Uh, no internet, couldn't get the pod out. We had about 10 minutes, maybe 11 minutes recorded and then end uh, um cut out and it was it was game over so yeah internet went out in Ballon Robe and Tormacady on I think it was last Wednesday night so we had to call a halt to it we were all excited about the new appointment of the Mayo manager Kevin McStay we wanted to get a pod out but then uh, technical difficulties caught us out uh, since then Kev has announced his team his extra people on it on his backroom team and we're now on the run into the first round of the club championship. It feels like it's been months waiting as we've seen other counties start their club campaigns. We've been looking at Twitter, I'm sure, like everyone else, watching these club results come in and wondering with the good weather that we were having, why couldn't we have another round or two before before uh, the start of September? But no, nonetheless, we're here now. We've got John Stagg, we've got Enda Mack, and we're here, we're going to go through the junior, intermediate, senior games. We're going to give it the full rigmarole, the ins and outs, the up and downs, the back and forwards. Um, and we're also, I suppose, we'll have to start and talk about the appointment of the Mayo manager first. Uh, Enda, how are you? John, how are you? Good. Good. How are we feeling about uh, the new Mayo manager? Someone said to me today, It'll be 2027 before we're talking about a new Mayo manager, probably. It feels like a long way away. Go ahead, John. <laughs> Thanks, Linda. <laughs> um, 2027, look at we all know it doesn't work that way. Um, you get, you, know, you have your first year settling in and, you know, this job is well talked about now in Mayo. So it is, and uh, Mayo football, no matter where you go, every day of the week, Someone is talking about the Mayo team and how they're going and the whole lot. It's uh, it's pretty much the top talking point uh, in Mayo. In it every every day of the week, there'll be summertime comes. How is the team going? What do you think? It's 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 such there's such an interest in it. It's unreal. And like even in the last week now, when this appointment was made, off the ball did about three shows on it. Matt Cooper uh, had um, Merton Kearney and someone else on Friday. Colm Keys on Friday evening. And yesterday evening again, I heard it on Radio One. I think it was so. It's uh, it we're, we're a big business down here, you know. We're we're the we're the show in town that everyone loves to keep talking about, like Kerry of the Ireland Champions, and and there's more talk about who the Mayo manager is. So um, listen, it is it is now. And uh, once Kevin announced his team on the Thursday night, there probably two or three weeks before he got the job, and sure it went viral all over um social media of the ticket he was bringing and all these guys that they experienced and the whole lot. And, you know, everyone got very excited, you know. And um, it wasn't until the other teams came out and just like these tickets now, I mean, they're, these, these management teams are put together now for um, inter-county teams. They're, they're off the charts now. They really are. It's, um, it's, not, it's not about the, who's fronting it up anymore. It's about who he's actually bringing with him and who's in the background and who's he going to work with. And of course, that's very important. And I think, I, I'd say that was, for any any man that was going forward to the Mayo job this time, it, it was a big job to see who he could actually get, who he could get hold of to bring with him and, and put in the background, you know. But I think in the end, I think the county board or the, the, the committee that was set up to find a manager, I think in the end, 
they've went they've went on the side of safety more or less that they went for the experience and um, me myself personally i'd have preferred the freshness i i definitely would have preferred the freshness of um, ray dempsey's ticket and um but but it is it is now kevin's got the job and uh, the guys with him and i'm sure they're they're working already you know since the hammer came down last monday night them guys have been working and i'm sure I'm sure they're excited now about club championship coming up and looking around at all the different games and see can they can they find a few uh, diamonds and uh, you look at I'm sure it's exciting times for them. Look at Stephen Rashford, you know, has been there. He's only gone three years. He's back in it again. I'm sure Stephen learned a lot the last time he was there. I, I'm surprised. I'm still surprised, and I, I'll be straight honest with you, that he's come back so soon. Uh, but but he obviously feels he's he's ready to come right back into it. And Donny Buckley, well. Tony Buckley is is like an honorary Mayo man out the stage. This is his fourth different management, so he he has he has some affinity for this team. If he keeps coming back, it's not all about that. I think it's it's a great one for Damien Mulligan. Fair play, Damien's done really well down the past with with Brafie and especially Ben Mullet. and um, he definitely deserves to be to be on um, on a management team for, for the Mayo County. I think I think he's he's a good guy in fairness. So look at there's a lot of Chiefs there. You know, you've Lee McHale thrown in as well. So. I think, you know, Kevin, when Kevin sits down around the table with these boys and, and starts allocating jobs, um, I think that's that's going to be a big one about who's going to be doing what. Because he'll, have, he'll have nothing to do himself. I'd say there's so many of them there. <laughs> but no, well, he, he won't. But I mean, you know, the way it's gone now, he'll have about, what, 20 plus of a management team between everything. So he's yeah. going to, and then he's players. He's about, he's going to have, what, about 50 players to start. And, you know, like they reckon Jack O'Connor constantly, constantly was talking to players last year and even bringing them out, playing golf with them, nine holes of golf and get to know them more and chatting them every day and find out more about them. And Kevin's going to have to be at the same crack if he's going to have to get to know these players inside out. Yeah, I suppose he has. I know you mentioned that it doesn't work out like that, but you could you could say that if he does have a reasonable performance in year one, he, he will get that settling period. He'll be it'll be two years regardless after that. So he has time. He you know there's a lot of young players in that squad too, and if he was to get the four year window, it would bring him. Um, it does give him a cushion to probably look at maybe lads a bit younger than maybe James was in his last year or second last year. It was probably he knew that the 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 cards he was dealt, but. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people now have settled down. I think the Mayo GEA talking and the rumours and stuff has has it's it's gone from a hundred miles an hour to to a dead to a dead stop. Um, I mean the Mayo under fifteen hurling team got great coverage this weekend. I think the most, I must have seen about four hundred different posts on them for winning the Hibernian Cup up in Donegal, and so it's gone from one extreme to the other. But I suppose. The club championship will kick that gear back in, back in again. And uh, what about yourself? Happy enough with it, or are you ever happy? I suppose that's the first question. Yeah, well, I think I made it clear on the podcast ref that either Raymond's team or Kevin's team was happy enough with either. And I can confirm they're working already. I met Donny Buckley in Spar and Ballandine last week on his way up for to the McWilliam for meetings and I heard they're drinking pints in Gilligan's I don't know where they celebrate or what they're doing but they're in Gilligan's that night so yeah John was talking about celebrity backroom teams and it seems to be the way it's gone in the GA I know when John was putting together his team in Hollywood <laughs> ladies he went for celebrities <laughs> I failed I failed I ended up with you 
and 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 maybe that might be found out for the bluff and it is next Sunday morning. But anyway, um, you've championship next weekend, lads. You do. Yeah, John just sent me the team there today. I know who who's there. Anyway, <laughs> he's yeah. out of the James Gordon School of <laughs> Management. That's that's locked up now. That's locked up. Uh, that's it, it's under embargo, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we get our hands on it. We always do. It go, it go, it, once once it leaves, once it leaves the phone to to more than two people, you can be sure it'll it'll get you. It'll get, get it with you, ref. Yeah, it does normally. Don't worry, he had it. See, it didn't go straight through. No, <laughs> not yet. There's a few people in my dab at the right ring and looking for it, or right texting me looking for news on this Hollymount team and what's what's not coming the around the corner. Not the hide. Yeah, <laughs> good. You'd be like Kevin McStay, so that. Yeah, will, Kevin McStay. I'm happy enough, Ref. He, I, I, either the t- them two teams I'd have been happy with. Jo- John talked about uh, some of the management team being involved before. Probably would have rathered a bit more freshness, but you can't have everything in life. To, they're experienced men. And we wish them the best of luck. Uh, we'll be giving them the pat on the back now and the kick in the hole in a year's time, no doubt. Yeah, that's the that's the job, unfortunately. That's, that's, current, that's current football, isn't it? That's the way managers go. I'm actually watching that uh, Arsenal uh, documentary now on Amazon. It's very good. It's very inter- interesting with the with Arteta and the uh, the pressure they're under constantly. It's absolutely insane. A lot of the things actually remind me of uh, of an intercounty manager. You know, you're 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 a hero one week, and then the next thing, the press are asking you soon after a game, what's going wrong? Are you under pressure? Do you think you're going to keep your job? So. It's actually well worth it. If anyone hasn't watched it, it's Balladrine Man in it, Barry Solon in the back room at Arsenal. He's uh, you see him popping up in the dressing room every so often. So well worth a watch. And yeah, give yeah. another recommendation, ref. It might be more like Kermit Cady. There's one on Wrexham. Is there? Fly in the wall doc- documentary. I was, I, I, I seen it this evening. You can't get uh, you can't get enough of inside the dressing room documentaries. I don't think it's a, such a. It's such a secrecy now towards, uh, to, especially intercounty football. Anyway, GA. When you see other, you know, you see big organisations like Arsenal letting people into the dressing room. But I suppose the financial side of it, you're building a brand too. It's like with the Formula One, the what's it called, the, the Formula One documentary on Netflix. Drive That's to survive. Drive to survive. That's completely turned uh, Formula One upside down. Everybody knows what's going on now, or even uh, half follows it compared to yeah. a couple of years ago. Um. Yeah. So that's Kevin McStay. Yeah. I. I. I'd echo your bit. Your. Your. Your thoughts in a way too, John. And and uh, I suppose the the freshness. I, I. I like. I like. You know. Kevin comes across as a good guy. I met him before. You know. Knows his football inside out. Passionate about it. So. You know. Hope he does well. I. I too would have preferred maybe a bit, something a bit fresher in the background. You know. Buckley went. Went was there. Came back again. Rochford was there. You know. We'll see. We'll see. Did you know? Best of luck to them. I hope, 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 hope it kicks on. But um, yeah, it's it. The running is on now. It's it, it for club championship lads. I'll be excited. And uh, I suppose you were. Yeah, can't wait, ref. This is Christmas for me. Yeah. Busy weekend. Uh, ha- trying to figure out how you can get two matches in each day and three matches for me on the Sunday now with the ladies. It looks like Kong to Gary Moore for me. Neil versus Westport and Gary Moore versus Davids. Yeah, I'd say that will be my. Yeah, I'd Saturday. say myself. I'll probably try and just get to Bangor Saturday evening for, 
Kiltane, Burrishul. I don't know if I can get that. Like, Bunny Conlon are playing Park. I no. think. The, no, Bunny, Bunny Conlon playing Laherdon in Bunny Conlon. Bunny Conlon to Bangor in 40 something minutes tight. I don't think I'll be able to do it. Um, I'll see now what because the traffic in Ballinan will probably catch me there. I want to get the Burrishul game in, but. Um, We'll see well, how how the weekend folds out. I'm hoping to come the opposite direction and probably meet in the middle and come from Charlestown, where I think the Kelchima Hollybone game is on now. Oh yeah, oh, it's moved. End up in Gary Moore. Oh, it's moved. Oh, that's right. They started a, a, um, the pitch, haven't they, in Kelchima? Yeah. I seen a video of the stand being knocked. I think it was, I think it was time for that show to come down. She was fairly dreary and and, and rusty, but. Um, she's served its purpose in in, in Kilchma. The, the pitch is going to go from opposite to stand across the field now. Is that right? I think that's right. Yeah, I think they're changing the. I don't know what the advantages of it is. I don't know how it. You know. Well, it probably suit Eugene Levin. He'd be able to watch from his back garden. Now. <laughs> <laughs> he was a long way away from the action. He did sneak, sneaking in through Eugene Levin's back garden to go into matches in Kilchma. Anyway, we'll get we'll get started on the on the club championship. Just, go that on, means Kelsey Martin going to have a home game now in the championship. Oh, so that's Oh, Jesus! <laughs> what would we do? <laughs> Somebody bring up the, Don't mention the silver. Don't mention the silver civil war again. We're, we're we're still getting over that. We're still having figured out who shot Michael Collins or moved the moved the. He's nearly. He's nearly. He's getting there. Fifth by fifth, David. You had to bring it up again. Yeah. Uh, you know well it was going to be brought up at some stage anyway. Um, just before we get started talking on the games, a couple of sponsors for the championship itself. Sharper.ie uh, have, have sponsored some hair care products. So we'll be picking out a championship haircut of the week from next weekend. We'll have a look through the pictures and, and, and whatever else. A lot of clubs cover photos and stuff and the games we see ourselves. So... We'll have a couple of nominations for Championship Haircut of the Week. That'll be a bit of crack. Then we also have Riley's Sportswear have also sponsored, kindly sponsored a prize for our Player of the Week of the podcast. That can come from junior, intermediate or senior. We'll have a Player of the Week each week. Um, so that's great. We'll have that prize. Also, Pure Clothing have sponsored a hoodie and a few other bits and bobs for the top score in the Championship for both the junior, intermediate and senior and of course, Willie Barrett. Willie B, the bus driver uh, from Cross Carolina, has kindly sponsored a bus for a night out for the winners of the Junior, Intermediate and Senior uh, Championship. So some nice prizes and still time for other local businesses if you want to get on board and throw your few bits in. Uh, you're more than welcome to... Uh, more Willie, than welcome Willie, to... Willie Barrett's a good Lahardon man. Is he a Lahardon man? Yeah, he's not Cross Ooh, apologies. I, I knew he was down that neck of the woods. All right, I thought it was correct. That's a big mistake, Ref. It is. It is. <laughs> I might lose. We might lose the sponsorship now after that. Don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah. No, he is. He is. In it's a massive prize to give away because it's a, uh, it's something they'll all want, and uh, it, it's a great, it's a great thing to, to be able to have a, a, a bus for a night out and get gang of hitters on it. Ref, um, you might have joined them on tonight. <laughs> might. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Um. Yeah, will we start, lads, with the senior? So, and uh, what's the first group, group one fixtures? Group one fixtures, Saturday the third at four o'clock, the Neil versus Westport St. Patrick's referee Vincent Neary. 
Um, I will just go with the polls as well. I polled them games today just to see. And I think from checking it, I'm just looking at it now, in terms of favourites, Westport, nine, but 543 votes. Westport of 93%. Um, of the votes, so one of the biggest calls on the on the poll so far is Westport to be favourites. Westport, a lot of lads coming back from America, from Boston, Chicago. I don't know wherever else they were. There was, uh, I think, McGreener is injured. Did he do the knee? That's the latest yeah. talk. Kevin Kane out as well. They have an awful lot of fellas to come back in and gel all of a sudden again. Is it going to be an issue for uh, Westport? Could the Neil catch them on the hop at home? They played in a quarter-final a couple of years ago, I, I think I remember, where Tommy Conroy caused havoc for 40 minutes until Leroy put the clamp on him. Um, but Westport won comfortably, and you'd expect they'd win comfortably this weekend as well. Um, what, one caveat on that, just before I get you, let you go, John. Uh, every time on this podcast since we started, or since I've... Always called heavily against the Neil winning the game. They seem to have always catch caught uh, people out in the hop. Could this be another one? Um, it it is hard to see it. You know, it's it, that's a bit like uh, reminds me of uh, Who Wants a Millionaire. There, if if you're sitting in the chair and and you ask the audience and it comes up at ninety three percent, you're inclined to say we go with the audience. You know, <laughs> Westport like they're, they're like the Harlow. That the, the Globe Trotters in America with all the with all the names they have, but you know we, we've 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 alluded to this a couple of times I think in the past that you just need to be careful they don't go down the Brafer route of you know been um, the nearly men. They they're a type of team that they have massive talent around around their around their um, whole team, and I think if they can win a county title if they can win one. And get it off, you know, get the monkey off the back. You know, they, they could become very dominant. Um, so I only saw them lately, you know, against Gary Moore, and you know, the warmest and a few obviously is away, and the guys come into it. But the question, the questions are still out there. They still have questions to answer, and um, because we we won't know, I think, till later on in the competition. They should come out of the group. You'd imagine they should, and we we won't really see until they get to the quarterfinals, the semi-finals, the first they're really made up. But as regards Saturday evening. Yeah, look at my neighbours up the road here. The Neil, it, look at it's the first round. They're at home. There'll be a big crowd. They'll, you know, they'll have everyone cheering them on, whatever. And and they'll they'll give it everything. The Neil always do. They always go out and give it everything. Uh, but it could be just a bridge too far. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people are thinking the same thing too. If the Neil had a full squad, Conroy's a huge part of that. And we got man of the match after getting hammered by Brafey. So they have. Um, yeah, uh, it's a big loss, but they still have a lot of good players too. In fairness to Neil, and this they had a midland, you know, they were surprisingly uh, good league campaign, and everyone thought that they were going to fail badly. But uh, I don't know, have the many coming back from America? They could have a t- well, a lot tighter of unit. I, I'm going to go for a draw on this one, just to throw it out there. Now I just think, Riff, uh, I I'm just looking at the prices here. Who Ruan bookmakers? The Neil are plus nine five to six. So Great if you're bet. going for a draw, that's a bet for you. Yeah. The, yeah. the betting of the match is Daniil thirteen to two at home and Westport one to fourteen on. Yeah, there's it, no value there. Yeah, well, no, the value of you think it's a draw, Daniil plus nine. 
nine points is a lot, you know, and, and you're at home the first round yeah. of the championship and a big crowd behind you. And, like, uh, Westport uh, are going to be seven points up and there's going to be three minutes left. They're not going to be going lads. The handicap is nine. We have to get two more. No, no, they won't. No, they just want to win. Westport yeah. just wants to win too. Yeah, if I if I was having a bet on that match, I'd back to Neil plus nine. Yeah. There's no value, obviously, in Westport. And I don't think they'll win by ten or more. Kevin Kane's out. Kevin Kane's injured, isn't he? Yeah, he hasn't yeah. played in a long time. Long time injured. He, he, he's a big loss to him now because uh, he, he was their go-to man up front and he was organising things and he was getting hits in up there and he was he was organising everyone around him and keeping Naz on their toes. So he, he's a big loss to the younger guys up there. I think McGra- McGrainer as well is a loss. Yeah. Because um, he was kind of filling in that role as, as a big 14 or a big target man inside. So they've lost him as well. Um, he'll be a, he, he'll be a big loss as well. So, yeah, a lot of lads come back in very quick. I just, you know, the, uh, you can't beat a well-oiled machine. So we'll see. We'll see. The That's second a, game then, we're all going for Westport, I presume, in that one. Yeah, I'm going for the draw. You're going for the draw. Sorry, Ref. Yeah, yeah. Ballantubber against Mayo Gale, Sunday, 2 o'clock. Liam Devenny in the hot seat for that one. Um, just when I'm... Local derby. Yeah, the prices on that one. Uh, Ballantubber, 1-7 on. Mayo Gales, 4-1. Ballantubber, minus 5, 5-6. Mayo Gales, plus 5, 5-6. And the polls are calling it Ballantubber 78% uh, of the vote. So not as strong as uh, Westport away. But Ballantubber at home. Mayo Gales up. First year senior going to Clahar for a championship match. It's a fair uh, baptism of fire. Even though Ballantubber are not, probably not the team that they were in the last couple of years. I've seen Ballantubber play against Lewisburg in the intermediate relegation final. And... They were good. They know what they're doing. They squeezed out the game. They probably let Lewisburg get back into it a bit too much. But um, they played Gary Loftus as a sweeper, stood in front of the two boys inside, mopped up any ball. Gibbons was very good inside. Killeen was brilliant. Um, great managing the game. You know, took, took a foul when he had to take a foul. When he got hit, he went down at the right time, slowed the game down. He's very, very intelligent footballer. Um, Jeremy. Valent, yeah, Jeremy sort of pulled up early on the game. He kind of put the hand to the hamstring and maybe he was nursing his way through it or he didn't, you know, blow the lights for me, you know. But the thing about Ballant Hubber, the, they, they were bringing lads on two or three subs a couple of years ago. They're starting now that their small bit of a, you know, energy or a bit of impact on the bench is gone now. I think they're really running. I think the diesel light is on in Ballantubber. Now, a couple of injuries could really, really screw them. Brian Welch came in. Um, from what I gather, Plunkett won't be back. So they're uh, under pressure. They're they, they, If they'd be under pressure to keep a full squad um, for the championship and get their whole, get, get their whole way to the semi-final, quarter-final, semi-final stage. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing their favourites with um, all the bookmakers. It seems they seem to be all having them at the top of the market. I don't know. Yeah, Paddy Power had the outright favourites. Wouldn't be for me, John. No, I I think yet again I think they may have a few questions to answer. I think they were unlucky last year. You know, uh, they may not have played as well as they can play against Knockmore, and they could have they could have put it into was it extra time if they got yeah. the penalty, and. Um, they they seem to be in a lot better place last year than they were at this moment in time. Um, 
look at they they went back to Mayo Gales in the league and um they gave them a they gave them a bit of a look at this is what you're up against here boys I think Mayo Gales only scored was it three points mm. um same day so the only thing is Mayo Gales you know it's been a kind of a, a tough a tough time for them since they got up to Division One um they've found the settling in period tough going. But they know they know what they're up against now. They know what they have to do. I've I've heard in the grapevine that they've they've been training well the last two or three weeks. They're really up for this. And yet again, they're going back. They're going back to Ballantubber with um with absolutely nothing to lose here now. Because as I say, not too many is going to give them a chance. We went back there the first year we came up for the intermediate back to Clahar and won the first round uh, of uh, the championship back there. And no one was giving us a, ha- a chance in hell either. Uh, so. If if ever they're to beat Bad on Tower, I think I think this this they'll never get a better chance. They never yeah. will. And uh, look at the local derby; it's going to be a packed house. And um, if Mayo Gales can start well, you know they could put them under a bit of pressure. Um, and there could be a shock here. I wouldn't write it off. And uh, are you going for Bad on Tower? Just too much experience. Mayo Gales need to just bed in this year. Just keep their status and they have a lot of young players coming through but just too big a task now normally the promoted team the first game up is the time that can cause the shock it has happened a lot in recent years but just tubber at home I can't see it lovely lovely uh, just call the group lads one two three and four when we're on it well I think I think that I think the game at this stage you've been thinking the game between the Neil and and um, Mayo Gales in the second round. Um, look, if the two favourites won the weekend, well, that just becomes a relegation game then, doesn't it? And yeah. uh, so for me, you're looking, I'd say, Westport. Possibly Van Tubber, even though I, I think it, it, it could be a tricky one from the weekend. Um, but look, as Inda said, they, they should just get over the line. And if it came down to the other two, you'd like to see this game this weekend first. But if you had to pick one now at this moment in time, I I just go to Gales. Ooh. I'm the does, same because of home advantage against Daniel. I go for them. And does an extra year or two up at senior not help Daniel get it over does. there? 50-50 game and Mayo Gales are at home. Okay, so we're all going with Bad and Tubber in that one, or do you want to stick with? Yeah, Bad and Tubber, but we're, we're giving our order now for the group Westport, Bad and Tubber, Mayo Gales, Neil for us too, ref. Yeah, I'll go the opposite. I'll go Bad and Tubber, Westport. Neil Mayo Gales. It's it's just the whole in amazing. You take Tommy Connery out of it, you throw him into it, and you're thinking completely differently. Yeah, it's a big loss. Ah, huge, huge. Uh, next group, so lads. Uh, group two, Saturday evening, Balahadrine against Balana. Uh, in Balahadrine, six o'clock. Declan Cork and the man in the middle. Balana. I'm told have picked up a few injuries of late. Um, I'm told that Mikey Murray's not fit, Chair Kavke's gone, Kieran Tracy's gone, and Rory Moran is injured. And Balahadrine, in their last game against Kilchamal, although they lost, did a lot of the heavy artillery back. So this game is closer than I would have thought it had been maybe, say, a month ago. I'd have thought that it was uh, very much in favour of Ballina. Well, the bookies have it uh, in the 
Bookies have it. Balladrine, 11 to 4. Balladrine, 3 to 10. And the handicap is plus 2. No, sorry. Um, plus 3, 5 to 6. Balladrine. And Balladrine, minus 3, 5 to 6. Okay. Balladrine have 91% in the polls in this one, John. Do you see um, Ballad home causing a shock? I think I think ninety one is a bit is a bit too big. That they're making them one to ten shots on the polls. Um I, I don't think there's that, that much of an asperity between them. Um you look at I was at obviously the Banana knock war game and uh, just when I heard Roy Martin there now, I think he's a big loss to them. Uh he was a vocal point them up front that day. Is Evan Regan back? Yeah. He's back in the country anyway. Yeah, well, he replaces Kieran Tracy, who played that day and was, was poor enough on the day now, too. But um, the other two guys you mentioned didn't play that day. Balané won the ball that day against Nottingham and just, just couldn't, just didn't take their chances. They just had an off day in front of the post. But they, they had serious energy. And um, you look throughout their team, there's some good, really good young lads coming in there now. Sam Cannon, the Irwins, uh, these boys. Um, but Bella, obviously, it was a shock result, I thought. We'd catch him off beating them. Now, they were, what, eight or nine points up. Did they take the foot off the gas and just get caught? I don't know. But um, it, they're at home. And if they have, as Inda said, if they have a couple of guys back in harness and, and rear them to go, uh, you know, last year was supposed to be Andy's last year. But um, you could see when he left the pitch last year, he, he just couldn't leave it like that. So, you know, he, he'll be galvanising things in, in, in the dressing room on Saturday evening with Paul. And um, they'll, they'll be looking for a hijack job here. And <laughs> to do it, you know. Uh, so I wouldn't rule them out. But I, they're going to have to be at the very best. And they're going, lads are going to have to stay fit during the game, whatever. They, they, just, there's a couple of guys here that just can't afford to miss. David Drake, you know, he, he's not long back from injury. So um, they need him uh, fully equipped and ready to go. Because uh, he makes a big difference from there at, at full back. He organises the whole back line. And um, obviously, I'm sure we're going to see a cameo from Andy at some stage as well. Uh, Keane Hanley, I think, is back playing. Um, Keane's got like some talent, in fairness, but he's just been dogged with injuries, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, which is a pity. It's a pity even for the county because if he'd got a clear run of things, I, I have no doubt he'd be in around um, the panel at the moment. But okay, I I'd still just fancy Ballon by point two. Yeah, I've been the same both you, John. I'm going for a draw on this one, seven to one. I think eight games. You normally have two shocks and one draw, so this is the draw for me. Lovely, and I uh, put you down the draw. What's the next game in there? Clamaris Brayfield. Next game is uh, Knockmore, I presume. Oh. Uh, sorry, I just not there for a second. Knockmore, Ahamore. Knockmore versus Ahamore, two o'clock Sunday, Jerome Henry. Yeah, eighty-eight percent uh, Knockmore on the polls, probably. Sh- too much. What was the handicap on that end? Uh, I think it was high enough. And uh, more handicap four points, four, four to five. I have more going to lose than more than four. Yeah, I think they will. I think it'll be six or seven. I think not more at home. Uh, this could be 13 points to seven, I think. Ahamore won't score a lot and play very defensive. That's their style. And Knockmore just break them down. Knockmore uh, missing Armstrong, Holmes, um, Kieran King. 
Not back yet, is he? He's not far off it though. No, he was doing the warm up. He was doing the warm up in, in front of us anyway. So he's not too far away. He got an awful doing. He got an awful doing that time, yeah. But he's a big player for them. To get him back, um, he he'll be a serious plus them coming into championship. Yeah, he will. And try and keep Darren Darren McHale and uh, Fish is going to be a huge task for not more. If they can keep him on the pitch for 50 minutes, 40, 50 minutes a game, I think it'll make an awful difference getting Kieran King back too, and Holmes as well, wing back. Uh, it took them a while to figure out Castlebar, John. You were at the Division 1 game. Were you working for Midwest? Yeah. Um, gee, the first half, they, they definitely looked like a team that, that trained hard during the week. Uh, I suppose they had a tough enough game with Ballinad the week before as well. No, in fairness, Castlebar did with Gary Moore too, so it's not an excuse, I suppose. But I think not more have had injuries. They've been getting them back bit by bit. It definitely looked like some guys, you know, some lads were cramping up near the end there, especially in extra time against Castlebar. So, I'd say it was an ideal game for them. I, I know they came out the wrong side of it, and I know Ray and his guys, them not more guys, they don't like losing finals. And and Castle Bear did very well, very well to, to win it at the end because they actually had to win that game a second time. Uh, yeah. But not more. They they made a few subs at half time. The Durkin came on, and um, Keith Rutledge came on, Darren McHale came on for half time, and they, they transformed. And once they got the goal, um, once they got the goal, they just seemed to get into a, a different gear. And Casabar really struggled with them for a while. And even though, okay, they lost the game against Casabar, I think it's just what they needed. It was a perfect game they needed uh, two weeks in championship. As I said, a couple of lads come back in. Darren McHale got, he got the hour after all that because by yeah. the time he came on, played extra time and everything. And you could see the difference he makes when he comes in. But they need more from the likes of Aidan Norm. Aidan Norm was a counter panelist on the last few years. They need more to like that guy. I really do. Uh, um, Pete Nocton, of course, was, was brilliant up front for them. I really love that Adam Nocton plays full back. I think he's his brother, Peter. I think yeah. he's really, he's really seriously under the radar. Sorry. He's a big man, isn't he? Shane McHale, yeah. they're two monsters of men. Yeah, I, I, I definitely say he's worth a look at. He's only, I think, 21, 22 years of age. He's there is. There's a bit of, as, as Ray would say, there's a bit of steel in him. Um, and in, in the first half when they were struggling, he was still carrying the fight. He brought the ball up and scored a point from fullback, and he got taken down for a free as well. And I think they only got four points in the first half. So yeah, yeah, he, he, it really impressed me. It really impressed me not more how they put McLaughlin and Pierce Rutledge into the backs. Like they were playing against uh, eight backs, uh, so they brought on eight, had eight forwards on the pitch nearly at half time. There was a bit of changing round the start. Two boys in the half back line. I thought it was a really smart move. And ground. you know they were unfortunate. They had a lot of wides. Has Castlebar showed their hand now? Is that an issue? Um, they, I think they kind of have a little bit. I think everyone knows the way they play now. They, you know, yeah. they, 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 they keep it tight at the back. Paddy Durkin seems to marshal what's going on back there. Uh, they keep it wide when they're attacking. They attack at pace now. Um, yeah. And the one worry I'd have for them is I don't know how bad James Durkin's injury was last day. Hopefully he's okay. But it was to see the strap on his knee afterwards. He be a lost him now up front, uh, because they are a little bit light. Uh, Paul Welch now and Mark Cunningham, really, really lovely players, lovely forwards. But when they get into the height of the championship, especially in October time, when the when underneath conditions are getting a little bit softer, these them boys find it a little bit tough to go in. But but yeah, look, at, I'm sure Barry Moore has to be delighted with the progress they've made so far. But look at it's a lot about championship. It is. It's all about championship. Not more. Not a more lads. Call it. Not more for me. Not more for India. Yeah. 
Parish are backs, yeah. Lovely, that's a hat trick for not more. Um, going to the next game there, in the Sunday, two o'clock, uh, tomorrow's against Brafie in the town pitch. Johnny Walker has the whistle. Um, okay. Brafie getting 69% of the vote here in this one in group three for this game. Claremont's 25. Brafie this year, ref. Um, lads' availability of players. I know Aidan and Rob haven't played in the league. Uh, I presume they're available for selection. Yeah, Aiden is back training last week, yeah. I was told. A um, lot of talk about the other goalie. You brought him up. You talked a lot about him last week, Livingston. Livingston. Um, talked up on the Midwest Club Championship preview. Jack Riley was talking him up as well. A lot of talk about the guy. Um, big big decisions to be made in Brafie, whether taking out your goalkeeper um, that's playing well. That the lads are used to to drop Rob back in. Um, big headache to have going into the first round of championship, having two top class goalies. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's a tough decision, but I, I suppose they'll go for the experience of Rob. But uh, Jack Livingston will be very unlucky to lose his place. Clamaris, I think Brian Gallagher had a season ending injury, ACL, oh. a few weeks ago. So uh, he probably wouldn't have started, but he definitely would have been an impact sub. It's can Brafey handle shocks inside? It's it's the perennial question with Clamaris. If you hold shocks, can others come up with the scores to win? And most of the time they can't. So uh, I'm sure Brafey will target shocks, and I think they'll just get over the line in a tight game. Um, betting on that game is Clamaris plus two, four to five, Brafie minus two, even money. Think the handicap's about right. I expect Brafie to win by about two points. Okay, and uh, Scoop, what do you reckon? Uh, I, I think we have two Jekyll and Hyde's here. Um, you just you, you just don't know what you're going to get with either. You really don't. Now, look at in fairness to Brafie, they're, they're brilliant in the group games, usually in the Fernando Rose, you know. Was there any year that they never got out of the group? So they always seem to get to the at least the quarterfinals. Uh, Castle Bear, they just have had some really poor results this year, and then and then had some phenomenal results. I think they've beaten Lockmore twice this year between Michael Welch and and the league itself. Uh, but then didn't turn around and just some poor results. Um, young, obviously Connor Diskin, you know, I mean, he, he's a huge player for them as well. Um, you know, if he hits a going day. You know, he could win the game on its own, on his own. And uh, young Adam Byrne, I, I, I've liked what I've seen Adam. I think, I think he's got, um, I've got, I think he's got plenty to offer. Uh, he's a big guy and he can score. And um, you, you'd be hoping that he's going to step up a little bit in this year's championship. Well, he could be a guy that come out of the championship well. But um, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I'm totally on the fence of this game. I, I couldn't pick a winner. So this is an ideal one for me to pick a draw. Oh, I'm going with the draw as well, John. I've wrote down already, draw. That's two draws and a Brafie. No one giving Clemars a chance. Um, I give him a chance. Give him a chance. Give him a chance. <laughs> and then, what's the other game in that group? The other game in that group is Baal versus Belmullet, Sunday at four o'clock. And Paul Leiden is on the whistle. This is the first shock I expect of the weekend. I'm going for Baal at home. Uh, Belmullet coming off a great year last year. Um, I just think Bal might catch them this weekend. 
Um, Even though that Belmore had a great league campaign, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, just I don't know. It's a feeling I get that Bell will catch them this weekend. Bell had a good league campaign themselves. They did. That's so, true. Um, now I've seen them against Hollymount and they struggled with Darren Cohen. So Ryan O'Donoghue will be a huge obstacle like he was last year. He was the dominant player in the senior championship last year. I thought head and shoulders above every other player in the club championship last year. He'd have won the award last year, ref. The righty's hoodie, is it? Um, but you know what it is? It's something. So, uh, look at Belmullet. Impossible to beat at home. A uh, little bit vulnerable away from home normally. So, uh, yeah, I'm going for Bell. The game might be moved to Bell now, with it? <laughs> um it must have been that impossible to beat a park with them in the semi-final of the league, don't they? Yeah, that's true. That's true, and a lot of people were expecting the, the Ben Mullet win that day as well. Yeah, um, so, so did Rhino Dunhu, sorry, did he play in that league game today? No. He, no. no. He was on the bench the last match, I think, wasn't he? Yeah, it's a big ask. It's a big ask from when's the last time he played to come straight in, and I know he'd be fresh in the whole but When was the last time he trained either as well? Not trained properly. Is, is yeah. he fully right? Will he start even? They, they might hold him. He might come yeah. off the bench. Um, I think Bal, you know, they did awful well last year. The first year up, they got the group of death and um, they came through, kept their status. Uh, Gerard Butler and Ferris have done a good job. I wouldn't be, they, they weren't gung-ho on the league as such, I'd say. Um, I think that day they played Holly, I think they were, they were missing a few vital guys. And from what I hear, they've been back at it since and this has always been the plan for them. This has always been the target was Ben Moulders in the first round. And um, I, I think, I, I agree with that. I think they're ready to, um, to do the business on Sunday. I, I'm going to go for a shock as well. But yeah, so that's three of us for battle. Um, they ran Casabar close, was it last year they played them up there? Yeah, Gary yeah. McKay, he, he, he doesn't get enough credit. I think he's definitely a really underrated um, uh, forward in the county. Yeah. Baller two to one straight to win the match, but Muller one to two. There you go. Would that be a potential bet of the week stuff in there? The three of us are going for it. Uh, maybe if we'll have another little think about it, there's other games to come and we'll give one at the end. Yeah, okay. Um next game then is in group four, Saturday evening, six o'clock. Uh this is one I'll be at Gary Moore against Davids, John Glavy. Um, this is the other game where I think there may be a shock. Um, I backed David myself. That's not what you were saying in the morning. We're having coffee. <laughs> that's before I heard all the injuries. Gary Moore had John. I backed David yesterday myself plus five. I see my big bet has changed the price, it's gone to plus four. So, <laughs> um, yeah, Gary Moore got an awful run in the last week with injuries and uh, I'd have said two weeks ago Gary Moore would win this game three to five points but that has changed this is a 50-50 game now if I, I I was pricing it I'd probably price it five to six Gary Moore six to five Davids and with Ruan bookmakers he's changed the price as seasons my bet the price now is 
No ch change in the outright price. Gary Moore, 2 to 11. David, 7 to 2. But in the handicap, it's now Gary Moore minus 4, 5 to 6. David's plus 4, 5 to 6. I still think that David's at plus 4 is a good bet. I think it's going to be really tight. Local derby. Um, all the talk is Ende Hessian won't be playing. So uh, David's coming off getting promotion, winning the league on a high. Relish the fact coming into their neighbours' backyard. So, yeah, I like David's plus four. I probably wouldn't back them to win the match, even though they're big price at seven to two. Uh, that is that's the bet for me. You're going with the David's. What? Who are you picking to win the fucking game? Ah, like? uh, draw. <laughs> Can't bring myself to say David's will beat them. Right? Gary Moore, eighty-three percent in the polls, um, but probably don't know about the injuries. Plus, a lot of people just picking Gary Moore because Gary Moore would be the probably the more seasoned senior team. Uh, John, what are you going for? I think it'll be tight too. Um, I really think it'll be tight. I, I've always said, even before the Gary Moore injuries, I don't think it'll matter to Davis. They'd, they'd come over and play a, no, matter, no matter who you have, and they'll mm. just have the same right mentality coming back the road. They'll they'll really enjoy that drive back towards Gary Moore, whether they enjoy driving home or not is another another thing. But um I I would be saying that Gary Moore, from what I seen this year now, um I don't think they're in as good a position as they were this time last year. Um I think they they may have strengthened up their their back line a little bit. I, I like Colum Cummins, I think is a is a nice addition to him in the corner now. He's really making that place his own there. Um you know, up up front, I think they're going to need more. I'm going to need a little bit more. Um, I don't know have they enough scoring um, guys up front. You know, they did in the very even there last year coming off the bench the last twenty minutes to give it a bit of an injection. Martin Tierney doesn't seem to be getting the game now. He doesn't seem to be the player he was. You know, Dealey's not playing this year. Seems to be injured and uh, there's no sign of coming back so far. Um, so I, I have a feeling. Gary Moore, as as the tournament goes on, could find it harder and harder maybe to be to get in the scores. If Trevor Nelly now moved up to centre forward, Trevor's been like probably the best pound for pound player now for what 10, 12 years, maybe even more. Um, but now now they're dependent on him to do a lot of the heavy lifting up there. So um I, I think it's gonna be tight. I think it's gonna be a great game. I can't wait to get at it. I think it's gonna be a great atmosphere there. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing two of the neighbours bit the hip of shite out of each other. But uh, <laughs> but, uh, but um, if I'm to go for something in the end, I I I just feel maybe maybe the Garys might just get over the line by by a couple of points in the end. Okay, you're going for the game more. I'm going for the draw as well. I think to be a draw as well. Um, yeah. So it's just Castlebar and Charleston. We've talked about Castlebar already. Mentioned about their performance in the league, the squad depth they have, the amount of Mayo in their 20s they have from last year on the bench, the talent that's coming through, uh, the new management team, the fresh approach. You know, you still have Jer McDonough, Douglas Newcomb, still a lot of really good players in that team with a lot of experience and a lot of county titles still on the pitch. You have Paddy Durkin, Jimmy Durkin's an injury worry. A lot of talk that he's uh, has a problem with his knee now. I don't know what the full story is. He had to go for a scan during the week so um or last week so that's all up in the air doubtful that he'd be playing against charlestown however charleston have their own problems jack riley is in new york niall murphy is a knee injury um tom parsons obviously <coughs> has finished up with charlestown um 
a lot of pressure on uh, Charlestown now. A couple of injuries, and uh, Char- uh, you know, I think the polls have Castlebar heavy favourites for this one. What's your thoughts, lads? Going ahead, John. Yeah, I think yeah, I, I think Castlebar in this. I really think because um, they they have to be they have to be in good shape now. Uh, they're massive shape physically. I mentally know after win that league, as I, I lose the earlier on. You know, they had to win that game twice against Knockmore because geez, they, were, they were so impressive in the first half. And um, they're running off the ball and just getting up the fair in the field and tracking back and, and all this. And, and they're taking their chances. Uh, really, Sean really, Morahan was very good. Yeah, yeah, really good fairness. Um, you look at, like I said about Paddy Durkin, though, I feel they need, you know, I know he's hanging back. And I've seen the same thing last year when they played Gary Moore in Clamaris. He was marking into Hessian, and it was like as if he was just uh, trying to take into Hessian out of it. Whereas I think into Hessian was more there trying to take Paddy Durkin out. And it, it was into those winning, really, because he was still getting forward. And I think he scored 1 1 the first half the same day, and he got injured, then he couldn't come back out. But whereas Paddy Durkin, Paddy didn't, I, I think he made one attack forward all day. And I, I couldn't believe the last day that he was hanging back as much as he was. Because we knew a player of the caliber of Paddy Durkin that can get up the field and, and get your points. At crucial stages from wing back, centre back, whatever it is, you know, geez, you got to use him. And it, it actually in the finish, he was the man that came up and got that win and pointed extra time for them. So I think it's definitely a part of their game that they have to use him a little bit more, utilise him getting forward. Like Donny Newcomb was going forward, whereas yeah. maybe Donny's the man that needs to, to hang a little bit more, you know. But um, I haven't seen enough of Charleston. Uh, you know, they had a good championship last year. Them, them lads you mentioned there, they're out. They're, they're pretty big names to be missing. And, you know, with home advantage, um, the bit of momentum behind them at the moment now, I think you'd be very surprised if you hear come Sunday evening that um, that Charleston went down to Casabar won this game. So it's Casabar for me. Yeah. Same for me. Uh, probably the same for me. But looking forward to seeing how Paul Towie does in the 15 aside game, cutting trust the championship at home. Not as open as the 13 aside game out in Chicago. So, uh, watch on his performance to see uh, he'll have his work cut out against that Castle Bar defence. He won't score 128 on us, will he? He won't score But it'll be interesting to see how he performs against that Castle Bar defence. That has been the most impressive part of their team for me so far this year. So, uh, yeah, can't see Charleston winning this. The big game for Charleston is the next one against Gary Moore. If yeah. to win that, they're in great shape to qualify. All right, lads, we'll jump into the intermediate. We'll be here all evening. Yeah, uh, intermediate group one uh, in both in Bunny Conlon, Saturday, four o'clock. John Finn has the whistle. Bunny Conlon and Laherdon. Uh, Bunny Conlon, a great league campaign. Laherdon struggled in the league and uh, well, going for Bunny. Going for Bunny. The polls have Bunny at 66%, Laherdon 28. Uh, yeah, Division 3. I watched Bunny Conlon against Kalala the weekend, I thought. Probably a bit, you know, over complicated things at times. I think that maybe we thought a bit too much about it, but good performance against Kalala. Snuffed them out, killed out the second half. Well balanced team. They've 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 a good quality, good standard of player throughout one to fifteen. I see Ronan Conlon playing back in defence now as well. Um 
John Laherdon, you were at that game against Crossmire, weren't you? I only got the second half because I was in Balnay at the Not More game beforehand. And um, where I was rushing out the road, I'd heard they were 5-1 up. And when I got there, I didn't do it. I think something like 9-6 down. So things changed dramatically out there. And Crossmire wrestled control of the game. And they just couldn't get it back. No matter what they did, they couldn't get it back. Um as for this game, now in fairness, John, Johnny Griffin has gone from Shrewd, uh, Glen Carb down to Billy Condon, and uh, he's doing a good job with them. I seen their second half against um, against Kilala the last day, and they look to be in good shape now. They look to be in, yeah. uh, they have them in good shape. In fairness, I don't think Conor Igo was playing, so he's to come into it the next day. Uh, the big guy Harrington didn't see him either. Now I don't no. see him much. He's not around. He's lost him now. He's he's a good player, but. When I was there the last couple of years, any time we played Bunny, there was nothing between these two teams. Um, and I don't I don't envisage anything much between them the next either. Um, mm. Like, we won our relegation uh, final there last year against Swinford. So, they'll have good memories of being out there. Um, so, they won't they won't be fearful that way. I I really I really fancy them to win this against you. I really do. So, fancy uh, Laherdon. Yeah, I do. I do, yeah. I, I think I think it's in them. I know I know having having dealt with them and worked with them, I know they'll have, they'll have targeted this game. Um their manager uh obviously um comes from Bunny Condon, so he, he'll have the, the inside on them inside out. So he he'll be up for this as well. Now of course Bunny'll be up for to beat him as well, no doubt about it. It's just funny <laughs> when I was there last year I had to come up to Hollymount and now he has to go back to Bunny Condon, so I, I feel I feel his pain in that one. It's a tough one, but uh, listen, he's a job to do, and um, I I think that yet again it's been all about championship for these guys. They've they've never come out of a group since they come up from junior, and I know that's that's definitely on the bucket list. And um, if they if they can win this game on uh, Saturday, they'll have two cracks within. Um, so yeah, it's 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 lower than for me by about two or three points. Brilliant, Enza. Yeah, I'm going for Bunny. Um... Ref, who are you for? I'm for uh, the draw. I just realised again, uh, cross playing in the same group as Laherdon again this year, because the second game of that group is Sunday at four o'clock, Lewisburg against Cross Malina. Um, yeah, interesting game. I just think Lewisburg playing senior football or Division One league football will give them the edge here. Now, Cross Maline never playing most of the league without their county players. I presume both of them will be back this weekend. Um, close enough game, but I'm just going to give the nod to Lewisburg. Okay, you go for Lewisburg. Like, this time last year, we were all raving about Lewisburg, and we were we were nearly giving them the, the intermediate championship first year at all. They were going so well, and this year, it's it's a little bit more mixed messages. And you you were at that game, um, the Bantam game. Uh, Oh, I was. I was at it. Uh, last time I seen Lewisburg was against Ballyhonas in the championship before that. Same problems. Um, doing a bit of this and a bit of that. There was no real, you know, if you're going direct with the ball in, it has to be going in straight away. They were carrying and running into traffic and playing into Bannon Tubber's hands. By the time they did let it in, it, the sweeper was back there. Um, like Bannon, uh, to me, Lewisburg are probably the you know, they seem to have the most equipped squad for the intermediate and the four or five absolute monsters around the middle if they kept them out the middle and utilise Prendergast and if they can get Kevin Gibbons back into 
um, back into shape. He came on for the last five, ten minutes of that game. Like if you have Kevin Gibbons and uh, Dylan P inside, they're two probably the best forwards in this immediate championship if you get them get them firing. Um, they've got some good backs as well, uh, Lewisburg. So. Uh, you know, I think you just need to click, and uh, maybe they're trying to time it right. And we talked about this before. We're raving about peaking, and maybe now I know they were, they were, they were training Sunday morning, and we're knocking shit of each other. So, um, th- you know, the intensity is there. They have the squad. Um, I'll be going for Lewisburg at home. They drew with Ballin out there. Remember a couple of weeks ago, won six apiece. So they're able to play it dirty too. They're not dirty, but able to play that game, defensive game, and hold it, hold it tight. So. For me, it's it's Lewisburg as well. Yeah, that's a four-point handicap in that game as a one-point handicap in the Bunny Condon game. So, it's, uh, bookmakers see that one has been tight. And it's a 70% people are giving Lewisburg that one at home in the polls. Is Finn on back? Finn on Duffy? Yeah. He is, as far as I know he is. He should uh, be back. He's a big part of that. Big part of that for, but uh, it's, it's a long spin out to Lewisburg. I just think, I just, I just think Lewisburg have too much for Crossmanina. After seeing Crossmanina play Lahardon, like they were good, they ground them down. But I think it's, it's a different beast physically for them. I know they have Flynn in the middle, and if they play, I think if they play Connor Loftus in midfield, Crossmanina, they're going to be in bother. I think they're going. The boys will have the better of of, of Connor in the middle of the park. I'd be playing them closer to goal. Jeez, he started midfield in the Ireland final no time ago, ref. Yeah, it's a different story out in Lewisburg, though. It's not Crow Park. Uh, the second uh, group in the intermediate, uh, Saturday at 6 o'clock, Gary Owen McMahon on the whistle, uh, Kiltain against Boris Shul. Uh, I can only see one winner here, Kiltain at home. Uh, very hard to go down to Kiltain and win. Um, Boris Shul, I think the last couple of years, they're, they're hanging on just about an intermediate level. Um, I still think they'll hang on this year. By the way, but uh, I'd fancy contain the win. Mikey, no, Mikey Sweeney, no. Tommy Goals is the talk coming out of banger. Oh, that changes the ref, but I, no. <laughs> I'll still go for Kiltain. Yeah. Talk, talk coming out and truth might be different things. Yeah, we'll see. I, I hopefully get to that game Saturday. But that's the that's the rumor around the, around the place now. But that could be a couple of a, a coy. Uh, Kiltain men feeding me shy just to Saturday evening at six o'clock. Ref, there's one thing you need to bring it's the midgy repellent. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be showers though. It's, oh, is it? Yeah, I think it's supposed to be wet enough. There should yeah. be an umbrella needed. Yeah, um, and part to care for home. Face it, yeah. <laughs> I'm not too far away from it now. From from anger, I suppose. Who do you fancy in that one, John? Um, yeah, I'd fancy the home team. Yeah, I mean, how many teams have gone down to Bangladesh and maybe might have been expecting to win, and played like a team that should have won, and still came out of there wondering how did we not win? Um, so they they just have that that way about them down there, and they all you often see on their uh, on their Facebook thing. Let everyone come out when they were advertising the match. Let everyone come out and give um give the people that are coming their our usual welcome to Bangladesh. You know what that is? <laughs> I I got I got that one one day uh, my Davids were playing Bangor down there and there's a gate, you know the gate, the clubhouse side 
I wanted to go into the sand, so I opened the gate, the gate was closed, whatever. And I was told in, in no uncertain terms to go back the way I came and walk around the far side. <laughs> and I can tell you now it wasn't a warm welcome I got off some fella. <laughs> he told me to go. Uh, yeah, but there also seems to be a fair echo from the road there. Uh, and referees uh, are, know they're very near to these people and know that there's only one road out of this place too. Like So the referees can be influenced a lot down there too. Oh, geez, I'll get killed. Down Bangor, it's next to me down there. But I know it's. I think the thing about Shul is I saw them play our own lads up in the saucer there uh, about six, seven weeks ago, and mm. they looked the likeliest winners for a long time. But something that seems to happen them a bit is they seem to run out of juice in the last quarter of the game, uh, whereas mm. they go held for Skelter early on, and gee, it looked like this really impressive bunch of guys, and they always look big in these white jerseys and the whole lot, and impressive, you know. But find it hard to see out games and I think our lads are taking six, seven points down one by four in the end. The day uh, they threw it away. That's happened a couple of times this year now. Maybe it is just legs. Yeah. Will you go yeah. for the RF and you'll have to go for your own crowd, will you? Uh, no, I'll go Kiltain, I think. Um, I'd have to. I'd have to, yeah. I just I just don't see it. I just don't see it. Now, the do you know this? Game, it could be the game of the weekend. Oh, deaf, the deaf, the deaf dog of the weekend. Hard to call. Ballon Robe five to six, Park five to six for Juan Bookmakers. Uh, Ballon Robe men involved with Park. A bit of rivalry built up from the first match this year. Um, very, very hard to call this one. Uh, therefore, I will go for the draw. Yeah, Ballon Robe home kind of pushes it a bit closer, even though. Uh, I seen Joe Burke and Tesco on Sunday evening with a knee bandage on limp and I don't know was it was it serious now or not, but I think it could have been out hurling for my chore on Saturday evening if something happened to him, I don't know. I was just driving by, I rolled down the window, I said that fucking hurling's a waste of time. I don't know, did he hear me? But yeah, Joe, I think Joe, I think Joe's playing soccer, hurling and football and, and Liam as well. So I think Liam injured a shoulder as well. I don't know if he's gonna be back in time or not. So I think Ban Robe have a couple of injuries. I was down when they played down in Clahar, the Michael Welch final and yeah. And would you keep the mic away from your mouth? That was um, that was long. That was a long time ago. That was about four months ago, and Park were absolutely flying, flying. No, it was very early on in the year, and that's the one thing I worried about was. But fairness, look, they got all the way to the league final. I think they were delighted to get their status uh, up to Division One. I'd say it's a long time since Park were in Division One. And uh, if they were ever in Division One, I don't know. Uh, but um, they they celebrated that well in, in the Castle Fair that night. I know, and um, maybe maybe you know the the Davids game was in the mix. I think right up to the end, Davids got a couple of late goals. So I think that might have maybe studied them and um, put them back to where they wanted to be. I think they're missing Corcoran. Is Sean Corcoran come mm-hmm. that evening as well? So Sean's a good player. Ronan Carnan, obviously. Um, you know, really impressed him down Clare that evening as well. So, look at Perkle fancy themselves coming up the way, but as I said, when you get a loss like that, it, it you know it's amazing one loss can bring you back down to earth and get you thinking right again. But um, I think Ban Robin were waiting for this song for a while this game, and um, I think they've been chipping away nicely all year long, kept their status Division One. Um, yeah, got, got to quarter final. Yeah, you know, didn't play it though. How did you get on, Russ? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't lose. <laughs> yeah, yeah continuous. I must use that one, ref. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unbeaten, unbeaten. 
very odd, but um, listen, they, they said it didn't feel right for them to play it, whatever. So look at the, the management or whoever made that decision. That's it. But yeah, yeah, I, I've seen them play Westport. They're atrocious, but they're missing a good few players. But if you were to tell me that team were we're going to be contenders in intermediate, I would have said no, but they're obviously missing so many players. But it's very hard. You know, dual players are, are very, very far and few between now, John. I mean, to try and play two sports, it's very hard. Oh, very tough. Very yeah, tough. I yeah. played down the green with a couple of my own guardians. They were playing soccer there or training soccer. And then I couldn't believe I'd seen these guys going in playing soccer as well. After, you know, you're training Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Ah, you could, it's, it's, it's next to impossible now. Yeah, with, it is. Loads. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for my neighbours here. I'm gonna go for Banrobe by a point. Okay, I'll go Banrobe too. That's three in a row for Banrobe. What odds are Banrobe in the? Uh, Banrobe, sorry, Banrobe are five to six. Parker, five to six. No handicap on that because it's so. It basically evens your choice. Yeah. Group um, three. Group three. Um, in Ballyharness, Ballyharness against Castlebar Mitchells. Four o'clock on Saturday, Declan O'Boyle, the man in the middle. Big one from. Yeah, we went to this match last year in Ballandine, Ref, I believe. We did. Yeah, and I thought Ballyhonus were probably a little bit lucky on the day to win it. Uh, they were. Castlebar just didn't take the chances. They had Mark Cunningham playing, didn't they? There's a few... Yeah. Bob Tuohy was playing as well. Mm. Couple of big names, but um, yeah, Ballyhonus at home. You don't know Castlebar on the Saturday night. I think, I think the seniors are on the Sunday, so they won't have the three or four extra subs to choose from, which is probably a. a um, if a, the a, games were the other way around, and the senior was on the Saturday and the intermediate on the Sunday, I'd probably go for Castlebar. But yeah. The fact that it's other this way, I'm gonna go for Belly Harness. Yeah, I'm Harness too on that one. John, what do you reckon? Anything? Any nuggets there for us on it? Well, are you saying there's a couple of lads this weekend that could miss out completely, or is it just that they won't play? Just, just they probably won't be allowed tog because they be with the seniors on the Sunday. All oh, right, okay, and they mightn't get a game on the Sunday then either. It's a bit of a yeah, well, there is a possibility of that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose, yeah. Um. I look at Belly Hornets for last year they, at half time. They looked like they were going to be up in the senior ranks and uh, just kind of imploded a little bit in the second half. It, it's how they've regrouped. Um, I haven't seen a whole lot of them this year. Um, we'd, we'd Willie Nestor on early on the year, you know, and um, I, I have nothing really much to go on here. Uh, I suppose you'd know more about each team when this game is over. Yeah, they look to concede a lot of goals just going by their scores uh, throughout the league. They were conceding a lot of goals, uh, which is a worrying thing for them. Now, a bit like Westport ref in that they hadn't their team for most yeah. of the year. I, I met John Prenty at uh, the ladies' final, and I think he was telling me one of their last games they were missing 17 players. <laughs> so uh, to integrate Jesus. them back in. Yeah, don't be the trick and can to do it in a short period of time. I'm sure Ronan, knowing Ronan, will know all about Castlebar Mitchells and he'd be able to tell you every one of the 35 players available to the B team. Yeah, um, yeah I still just think Ballyhonest. Yeah, so well, Castlebar, 
Castle Bear have to have a good few young lads there with after winning under 19A title. There wouldn't be too many of them on the actual senior team. So I'd imagine they'd have an influx of invites coming in, plus a bit of experienced players as well. So yeah, it could be tight enough now. I'd um yeah, it's a tough enough one call. But look at you, I suppose you'd have to go for Bally Hornets in the end. A bit of okay. a bit more experience. It, it, as long as they're right, as long as they're you know, Bally Hornets can obviously with the hurling and all that sort of crack as well, but you'd imagine they should maybe just have that little bit too much. Just in that under nineteen, John Morahan, Bob Tuhi, Paddy Heenahan, uh, all of them will probably be involved with the senior team. Yeah. So there is a good few of them under nineteens, four or five that'll probably Mark Cunningham will get game time with the senior team. Yeah, and there's probably another one or two so as well that'll be subs. subs so. yeah. The fact that they have a second team and they're playing intermediate though just tells you the the wealth of talent that, that Castlebert are dealing with. Like it's absolutely insane. Yeah, but I wonder if Westport they change the rules, would Westport have a team playing intermediate if the Hadn't changed the rules after Kesselbar back Kilmain a couple of years ago. Mm, yeah, but see, they have a third team then. It's kind of, yeah. it's a funny one. There seems to be an awful lot of movement between the second and third team in, in Westport. And then there's this, this there's four or five that move up to the first team. Yeah, but you just um, wonder if they hadn't changed the rule with Westport have focused in and won a junior championship with their second team. Yeah. Probably well, would have. They didn't win one in, in, the, in the exclusive second team competition they didn't go didn't do well in it did they no I I haven't been talking to Ronan you two guys maybe have but like like if Ballyhorns come out and it was an impressive win on, on the weekend you're suddenly looking at them as a team that hasn't been really mentioned but winning to me a title this year they went yeah. very close last year to suddenly going hold on a second Ballyhorns are are not going away it's true actually we're not giving a team that you know we're so close to winning a final last year any sort of major talk up at all Funny, actually, it's a good point. It's probably because the, the yeah the the, the the quiet league campaign, but uh, yeah. And so it's Ballyhonas for all three for us. Yeah, and next game Ardnery against Boholomai David six o'clock, uh, Saturday evening in Ardnery. Christopher Burke on the whistle. Um, My David's eighty six percent on the polls. It seems fairly uh, yeah. right. I'd be I'd be pretty confident on. My Davids and that one. I I like my Davids. I, I've been pumping them up all year, but I'm beginning to change off them now at the last minute from winning the championship. But they'll win this match. I'm pretty convinced and win it well. My Davids have came down a good bit in, I suppose, and a lot of people's talk with some some iffy results. But yeah. I think Ardnerie as well have kind of dropped closer to relegation candidates in the, in the intermediate. Yeah, I think my Davids could beat the handicap here. It's four points, five to six. I know they're away from home, but I think there's a little golfing class between the two teams. Um, I fancy them strong enough to win this one. Ardnery don't seem to be going well so far this year. No. Yeah, and even last year's campaign wasn't wasn't great either by any means. You know, we played them in the semi-final at the relegation. Uh, Lerardon down in Ballina. Um. Yeah, I was surprised if Kid Common get them a good beating in um, in the relegation final of the league. And my Davis and fairness them when I saw them early on the year up our way. Impressive team I saw, but they did get a lot of injuries since Tony Jimmy Burn there one day and they had a colossal amount of injuries and big injuries. You're talking about like nine players of your first fifteen at one stage. So 
if, if it's a matter of if he's got them back now, that's about what five weeks ago I had that conversation. So I know Brian Reeve came on that evening, scored one three, it was his first game back, and he got a bit of a setback in, but I think he's not too bad. I think he's going to be okay. So, um, yeah, you'd, you'd have to go for, for my Davis in the 80% yet again. You'd have to go with the audience. And yeah. um, I think, I think yet again, we'll know a bit more about them maybe now after, after this weekend. Yeah, we're finally moving on to Group 4 in the Mayo Intermediate Championship. We have Kilmina against Kilmaine and Kilchima against Hollymount Caramore. It's a great group press. Yeah, it's so hard call. Both games, Hollymount Caramore, 59%, Kilchima, 33%, Kilmaine, 57%, Kilmina, 34%. Two former junior champions in recent years, Kilmaine reaching the... All-Ireland semi-final against uh, Kerry opposition. Kilmina going all the way, beating Geneve Gillet in the final in Crow Park earlier in the year. Um, first, we'll go to Kilchima, Hollymont, Caramore. All Hallymont. four teams, Ref, have been in All-Ireland finals in the last 15 years. Jeez, that's right, yeah. No, Kilmaine didn't make the final, made a semi-final. Semi-final, sorry, sorry, semi-final, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. The, the team that, the bet, that bet them went on to win by 20 points to get the Kilmaine. Mm. Um, three, 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 three of them were junior finals. Yeah. <laughs> and John. <laughs> uh, Hollymont Carmore, favourites, even though Kilchma at home. What do you reckon, John? Well, I don't think they're at home now, as I said earlier on. I think I think it's actually in Charleston of this game. Oh, so, sorry. Yes, yes. So that's that's a plus straight away for Tom Kennedy's men. Um, not having to go to Kilchma because we've we've um, we've a terrible record down there going back. 25 years, 30 years. Anytime you go down to catch a lot, no matter how they are, you will you will know you'll know you're in a game. And uh listen, the the worry I'd have is everyone, everyone is talking about how bad catch them are going and oh they're not happy down there and all oh, this every year. I've heard that for years, like you know, and they go down <laughs> there and, and they kill you like you know what I mean. So um you know, I as I said, taking them out of there, definitely a plus. Sheriff's on the bigger pitch. Um, I think it'll suit our guys. I, 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 at the start of the year, I wouldn't have had our lads anywhere near winning an intermediate title. But I definitely think they've improved. I definitely think as the year has gone on that they seem to have improved and ironed a few things out. Now, there's a couple of guys that were around there for a few months and they'll be going back to Dubai, uh, Declan Furyk and Damo Kelly. So they would have been huge pluses if they were around. Uh, but they're gone now. Um, Nathan Moore has been really well. Uh, since Stevens came back in and Darden, obviously, you know what you want to get with Darden. Um, they're big pluses as well. But um, listen, the thing with Ketchumah is they're nine points down against Brave or um, Bala, and you think their goose is cooked, and and they find something from out of somewhere, and and that that's what they can do. So I still feel if Orla's mentality is right and go down there with the right attitude and play like they have been playing the last while. I, I I think we might just get over the line here. Yeah, I've been the same boat yeah. as yourself, John. I fancy Harry Mount, and uh, the more I see them, the more I fancy them to actually maybe win the intermediate championship. But I think to have big players in every line, they've Nate Moore, and talking about them all year, Darren, Stephen, um, Robbie Darren, Murray's... who? Come on, use their Rob... full name now. You're not fucking. Well, it's... <laughs> Pricks that use county players. These are these are these are these players at intermediate level. They're, they're known by their first name. I I still call them Darren Cohen and Stephen yeah. Cohen. 
excuse me. So you can you can call him what you want. But uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm actually changed mine to a draw because it's just killed because it's killed. How many, how many draws have you picked? Uh, one, <laughs> two, three, four, five. <laughs> <laughs> Ref, you'd like him punted, would you? Yeah. <laughs> or John, you'd like him punted, would you? Um, what was I going to say? But there's one thing I don't do is bet against Kilchima. I was telling John earlier, Ref, uh, we had training Sunday morning and the Kilchima women were playing Clamoris. And some yeah. of our girls mentioned it. And I said, Clamoris will win that by 50 points. Only half tongue in cheek. Uh, Kilchima bet them by two. <laughs> <laughs> so even the women can pull it off. Ah, uh, they're, they're lunatics out there. Yeah. They really are. Yeah. Uh, the second game then, um, this is a game I'd love to go to, Kilmeen and Kilmeen. Um, Cracking game. Uh, first time up in intermediate level, five to six. I don't think I... They were could. in intermediate before, Enda. No, but you know what I mean. After yeah. I'm saying after winning the junior championship. Um, I don't think I could have any more respect for a manager than I do have for John Riley after talking to him a few times last year. Really enjoy him. Um, Kilmeen, brilliant year last year getting to a semi-final just looks a classic game and this is one I'll be going for a draw and I cannot separate them uh, great very good players on both sides yeah I have a lot more to say Ref yeah I will be going for the draw as well <laughs> just, just for six that's number six now that's an awful big fence you have there it is, but you know what? Like it, it, the draws are all seven, eight to one. So if I back them all, <laughs> one or two of them is going to come in. Um, Who are you going for there, John? You go for Kilmain. Um, I um, was really impressed with Kilmain early on the year, uh, especially the day they played Clamaris to America. Shit, they were absolutely flying. But yet again, it was early on the year. Um, There'll be a carnival atmosphere back in Kilmina. There'll be a huge crowd. That's the way they really will. But they obviously have a bit of history as well, having played in the junior final uh, two years ago against each other. When you know Kilmina put it up them as well. Uh, but I think Kilmina have had a tough time for them as well. Obviously, uh, with the tragedy in the last in the last while. And look at I'm sure I'm sure they're they're back at it now. And I'm sure they're reunited. Um, you know, troops and are ready to go to war and. Um, you know, at the start of the year, they were, they were, um, the team, a lot of people were on about winning this year's intermediate. The first year intermediate actually got to the semi-final and came up short against uh, Mayo Gales. So they have the players. And um, if they hit the ground running on Saturday evening, I, I think I think they'll only be one winner, to be honest. Yeah, I know, and I know, in all respect, Camina, I know they'll give it absolutely everything they have back there. I just think, I just think Camina might just have that little bit, bit of class. Yeah, yeah. I think if they get over this, I I fancy them to come over. Uh, just looking here, Ref Ruan has ten teams at ten to one or shorter to win the intermediate championship. It says it all about it. It's uh, it's not a betting proposition any year. Surely not. No, sure. it's it's brilliant. It's a brilliant competition, and there should be more of them games streamed. I think. Um, Clemen and Clemen is streamed on Mayo GTV. Put my hand up this evening for uh, I'd offer to commentate on them. So we'll see if I'm anything sure happens. Your box is full of messages, Ruth. 
Uh, yeah, that's moving on uh, to the junior ref. I'll give the prices outright. Kilcommon seven to four favourites. Swinford and Ireland eighty five to two each. Shrewl five to one. Ard eight to one. And you can ask for a price on any one. You'd probably be able to name your own price on any of others. Yeah, Kilcommon. I polled it this evening. Kilcommon were favourites to win the junior at forty percent of the votes. Interestingly, actually, the the, the intermediate one you. I also polled that this evening over 500 votes as it stands. Lewisburg and Moy Davids both on 29%, followed by Holly Moncaramore with 24% of the vote and Belly Hornis with 18% of the vote and with the senior. Not more with 44 and then it's joint with Westport and Ballina on 24% each with Ballin Tubber at 8. Um, but in terms of the junior championship in Group 1, probably the game of the weekend, Eastern Gales versus Kilcommon, that game is up in Brickens in the river is the Riverside grounds Riverside I just know some Middlesbrough there's some name on the pitch I was driving by at the last day. the Riverside grounds I think it's called um, Eastern Gales are outsiders Kilcommon with 77% of the vote Kilcommon missing Murphy but still with an injury I think Justin Healy is back uh, away from home Gales will give this a good rattle I'd say yeah it looks a great game that, that's the second best game of the weekend at junior level for me. The, yeah. the big one is on Sunday, 2 o'clock down in Ackill. But um, I think Kilcommon will just about get over the line. Yeah. It's a massive game because my Gowan are playing Ballycastle on the other side of the group. Ballycastle favourites on the poll. Um, winner of that, you would imagine, between Ballycastle and my Gowan will be in with a chance then of getting to the quarterfinals. But um at the top the pro- that's, that, that's one now that Paul McGarry and uh, the one fancy from Eastern Gales they really want. Um I, I think it's a great game for Eastern Gales. Uh that they're you know the first game of the season first championship game of the season at home and uh, they know what to expect from Kilcommon. Uh Kilcommon won't have played up there a whole lot I'd say. So um I, I think they're, they're they're ripe here for a shock. They yeah, could well do it. Eastern Gales. It's good. It's good preparation too for Eastern Gales. Have to go down to Ballycastle in round two after Ballycastle turned them over last year and put them into the Junior B. So that game is going to be huge, and it's different with the with the Junior Championship as well. If you finish in the bottom two, you go into the Junior B. So it's 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 you know the trap door is a lot bigger, and each game means an awful lot. So you have to win two games really to to stay up in it, or else throw one and win one her. Goes think, well for Eastern, you. Eastern Gales are at a point now, I think, where they want to move on from Junior B. You know, they want they want to actually get into this Junior A quarter final and and you know become contenders. I think that's that's where they're at mentally. Yeah, who are we going for, so lads? Uh, Eastern Gales, Kilcommon and Ballycastle. Kilcommon, Ballycastle, lovely, John. Ballycastle and Eastern Gales. Ooh, spicy. And I will go with. <laughs> yeah, I go with the draw between Eastern Gales and thing, and I go with Ballycastle for the win. Yeah, I I just think Eastern Gales would have rather have Ballycastle at home after last year, and take their chances down in Gilcommon. Ah, uh, I do you know what I've been talking to a couple of the Mayo, or the Eastern Gales lads, and they want to go down there and put. They want to go down and yeah, 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 and they're sick of people saying it, like, and they're sick of that, people that's saying that's the revenge it. match of all revenge matches this year. Yeah, it'll be a very good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, group two then, it's Arda against Balacroy. Arda way out in front here, favourites for this game. 
Um, Balacroy, 10%. Arda, 88%. Seen Arda play in the semi-final of the or quarter-final, semi-final of the league. And we played them in the quarter-final. Um, some really good players, uh, Arda. You know, trainer seems to be moving very well. Um, Stephen Rochford is coming back into the game. I think he came on against Kalala. Um, the two cars, you know, they're they're back. But I think they can be got at in the full back line. I think Arda's probably weakness is their full back line. If they're exposed, I think they can, you know, Kalala seem to put plenty of space in front of them and catch them out. So that'll be one worry. But I think they still get enough to get by Bella Croy um, in that group. And um, who else is in that group? Swinford and Kilfayan are playing another game in Swinford four o'clock. On Saturday, you'd expect Swinford to have too much for Kilfayan. Yeah, are we all going Arda? So just before I move on, uh, it's Arda and Swinford. I'd say, yeah, if, yeah, yeah, both yeah. yeah, I wouldn't mind to go down and have another look at Swinford Cianto patrolling the line, but I won't get to it. Flying it, uh, yeah, Swinford. Look at started off flying another case of did they start too soon, but they're probably they probably started so soon. That they've hit the slump and probably got back going again by now. Yeah. So you know that the 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 slump came so early, su- early that it's actually probably suited them in a way that they've had a chance to regroup and and rejig it, which is unusual. But uh, yeah, that's that group. And then the final. Funny, we talked about that earlier on in the podcast earlier on the other night, but you know, peaking early and you know going early or when do you peak at the right time or get there, whatever. It's, it's so hard now at the moment. But the biggest thing is injuries as well, and so many teams have picked up injuries throughout the league. You, you yeah. won't, you won't, you won't talk to any manager that's had a clean bill of health. Uh, you know, since Mount Boys getting injured. So, yeah, it's, that's what's going to come down to coming into September, and we'll have a better idea after this weekend hmm. who's, who's actually where they need to be. Yeah. Group three then: Island Eighty against Kalala Saturday six o'clock. Mark Tuffy in the middle. Um, these two would both expect to qualify during a three-team group with Kilmer V. Kilmer V aren't going that well. And these would be seen as two of the contenders in the junior championships. So um, I just think Island 80 will have too much for Kalala at home uh, if they can uh, break down that sweeper system that Kalala have in place. Uh, they should win and both will qualify. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But I think that Island 80 just have that bit more of a physical presence around the field on Kalala. I think they've enough grunt to, to get by, especially being at home. Um, both teams know they've killed Movi with another chance to qualify. So it'll be uh, Iron Lady for me. Iron Lady getting 70% on the poll, 72%, Kalala 24 Um Kalala done well this year back up. They're up in Division 2 now. Good year so far for them. They'll be very happy with it. They'll be disappointed in the Bunny Conlon match, but overall so far so good for them. Um, they'll have a rattle at at, at Island Eddy, and um, yeah. they'd be delighted to have beaten Erda. That, that, that was a, a bit of a shock when that result came through. And yeah. uh, the last day, Bunny Conan, they can I'm sure their manager will tell them, look at we were playing intermediate teams, and today was a it was a it was a good game for them. You know, two weeks out from championship to play, and whereas I they'd probably be disappointed moments on the day maybe, but um, I'd say they'll still feel you know that they're going to go and give it a right shot against Island Eddy, but Island Eddy should just have it. Short, short, yeah, yeah. Uh, group four, then. Um, are making the long trek down to Lekin two o'clock on Sunday. 
Um, no disrespect to Lekin, uh, just Shrewd will have too much for them. Um, Shrewd will be one of the teams that will be eyeing up winning a junior championship, whereas Lekin would probably be focusing on the junior B. And in the other game, Akil are playing Tour McCady. Uh, Akil had the better Tour McCady in a few games early in the year, and I think Tour McCady will turn them over this weekend. <laughs> Cheers, Enda. Oh, sorry, Ref. Yeah. Uh, I told lies. No, you're all right. You're uh, just to give the poll there, Ackler out in head as well. <laughs> just to let people know. Yeah, but I think the Russians got hold of that poll as well, Ref. The same mm. lads to the, the OGA blog. One. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that now. Are you accusing me of uh, interfering with polls on the you, OGA blog? No, but I'm always in a hurry. No. Oh. <laughs> now who are you picking in them matches lads ref you can uh, abstain from giving a tip and dackle game because you're not going to tell the truth and you're going to tip dackle so correct yeah Shrewl can Shrewl could leave a couple of their, their main guys at home here and probably get over the line but it's good to see the lacking are, are fighting on and you know after after one poor result last year it, it didn't look good for the club the way they're talking but um, I know they lost a stalwart uh, during the year as well uh, they lost a, a big club man during the year there. So, um, as I said, it'll be all about junior B for them. Today. They, have to be, they have to be realistic there. But you're talking about a proud club, you know, a, a club that was a, a proud senior club back in the 80s. Um, so, the other game, you said, yeah, Tom McKeady and Ackill. You're at home, uh, Rafi? No, no we have to go down our, our journey down to Ackill. Yeah, look, be nothing, there'll be nothing soft on there, obviously. Um That'll that'll be a good game now. Um, yeah. Hard one, hard one, hard one to yeah. call. Yeah, I, I, yeah, Tormac, yeah. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's it. That's the that's the wrap up done. Um, of every championship game that's played in in Mayo, I'd say we're on record time, lads. In fairness, I said we're well over the hour and a half mark. Um. Are you still happy with the three teams you picked to start of the year to win it out? I don't I, even... I went for Knockmore. I'd stick with Knockmore. Uh, I went for my Davids. I'm moving towards Hollyman Caramore. And then Junior, I can't remember who I went for. I probably went for Kilcommon. I'd you have did. to listen back. Uh, I don't remember at all when I picked. So I don't know what I did today. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you yeah. go for, John? I think I was Ballonet. Um I slightly... Well, I mean, I think I... I went for Ballonet for maybe a bit of value, but I think Knockmore still seemed to beat. And um, I think they're, they're, they're going to come now. I think they're coming at the right time. And the three in a row, they've never done it. I think that's going to be a big... That's going to be on the wall now. And uh, I went for Lewisburg. And I, I still stick with Lewisburg. And I think if they have an impressive win the weekend, that they'll still be the team to beat. And uh, I think I went for Swinford in junior. I know they've had a bit of a relapse, but as, as you said there, you'd be hoping they'll be back up and going again. But uh, that junior is, um, it, it's, it's a bit of a minefield there between five or six of them. Yeah, Swinford uh, have an S&C coach that was at Leitrim, Nathan Menarche. Uh, That's a serious um, Okay member to have in your backroom team at junior level and that maybe could maybe you could tie that in with uh, maybe heavy training loads for the last couple of rounds of the league or 
Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, the poor results, you know, they could be coming out of the blocks now flying, even though Eastern Gales bet them in the junior West, or East Mayo East. Junior. Um, I had to make them. a slight retraction, Ref, before I get complaints. No. I said Hollymount, you should obviously say Hollymount Caramore because I'd be getting people, like when I say Shrewd, I forget Shrewd and Carab, I get people reminding me. And not to forget the Shrewd and Carab lotto is. Uh, Oh, it's massive. That's a, it's massive. Is it twenty four thousand nine hundred something like that? Something crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Play now. Hi, the is pretty big at the moment, Otto. Well, when when it takes over the Shurugan Carbon, the Shurugan Carablato is now the highest jackpot in Mayo in any sports. Um, Kalala FC was higher, but that's gone now. So. Yeah. Let's let you know that. Uh, we probably do a bit on Twitter spaces the weekend refs. So if we have any correspondence at any match, I know people are shy, they don't like to talk, they think we bite, but we don't. Yes, uh, Twitter spaces, get on them, we'll be on. You just uh, press the notification button, listen in, and if you want to talk, hit request and we'll let you in and you can give us an update on the matches you're at. I will be down in Bangor hopefully Saturday evening. So uh Internet coverage is 50-50. What I had Vodafone for, it wasn't great, so I don't know what it's going to be like with three. If anyone in Kiltane wants to give me the code for the Wi-Fi in the clubhouse, I'd appreciate it, but as being a Burrishul man, I don't expect it. No um, chance. No chance, no. I'll be told to fuck off. Back up the, <laughs> back up the gate again. That's what I'm saying. Paul Gallagher, he might look after you. Someone might. Someone might. Um, yeah, lad. Mention my name and they might look after you, Ref. Why did you do the Medellin or something? Nah, no, no, no. Yeah. No. You've done something. You've done some twitch for them somewhere. Not a good one, I'd say. No. Sold them something dodgy. Now, right. Full round the ladies' championship on this weekend. We're not going to discuss it tonight, ref. But uh, good luck to all teams involved, apart from my Davids. <laughs> <laughs> well done to Burrishul winning Division Five and Division One in the leagues. I uh, didn't. I tell you, ref. Yeah, they're a serious, serious outfit. Makes the championship. It's a real contender now for not more, or a real challenger for not more. So and a huge grudge match the weekend. Uh, the bet, uh, Carnacon in the league final, and they're meeting in the first round of the championship in Carnacon Sunday morning. So yeah, I'm I sure fa- they'll get a warm welcome. I fancy Burrishul. I fancy Burrishul to go all the way in that. Mm. Yeah, just a, a pure, pure, pure fitness in them. But um, yeah, there's loads of games on. Jesus Christ, we'll be here all night. They're fit of the men's team. They are. They are. They're in great shape. Fair play to them. So no Colin Mack now. He'd be a big man of around the post. Yeah, fit and physical. Yeah. Um, right, folks. We will uh, wrap it up there. I think we've overstayed your, our, your, our welcome in your ears anyway because we've been here now for a while. It's just going to take two or three car journeys for some people to get the whole thing in. But what about... Thanks for listening, folks. Uh, thanks to John. Thanks to Enda. Great crack this evening, lads. Yeah, uh, you'll fit it in on the way down to Akilref. Yeah, it is that long away. Um, right, up Mayo, up Tormacady. <laughs>